The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, a recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. Residents in Richmond wanting to get vaccinated can do so today at the Islamic Center in Henrico. As Ian Stewart reports, the outreach event is one of many the center has been hosting since the pandemic began. Dr. Sidra Butt says all the local Islamic organizations have been working together over the past year to help the community. She and a friend started a food bank at two Islamic centers. Then they added a health clinic that later provided flu shots. So it was a natural extension to work with VDH to provide COVID-19 vaccinations. So we thought that people in the community, you know, with all the propaganda that had been out there, were afraid to get vaccinated. So maybe if they realized that our own community is doing something at our mosque, they would feel more comfortable coming there to get vaccinated. But says at the vaccine clinic, there will be Urdu, Hindi and Punjabi speakers. The Islamic Center will hold two follow-up events later this month for shot number two. Ian Stewart, VPM News. Today's event will be from noon to four and is open to anyone who needs a first dose. Walk-ups are welcome. India is experiencing a catastrophic COVID-19 surge. Thousands of people die each day and hospitals are short on supplies. As Sam Turkin from partner station WHRV reports, the outbreak directly impacts Hampton Roads residents of Indian descent. Manan Shah is afraid to answer calls from his family in India. Several of his cousins have died from COVID-19. So is his wife's uncle. Every time the phone rings at his home in Chesapeake, Shah fears the virus has killed another family member. People are just dying front and back and it's a very bad situation. Hampton Roads is home to thousands of people of Indian descent, according to the U.S. Census. Several of them blame India's government for the COVID surge. Vinod Agarwal of Virginia Beach says elected leaders loosened too many restrictions to jumpstart the country's economy. It makes my blood boil. We recently had a religious festival in India with millions of people who went to this festival. That should have been stopped. Experts say variants of the coronavirus fuel India's outbreak. Raji Kaloji of Virginia Beach says she's heard stories of vaccinated people getting infected. She's worried about that happening to her parents in India. So I'm still keeping the pressure on my parents. Don't be within six feet. Make sure they're washing their hands. Make sure they're double masked. Kaloji says a group of local Asian Indians is fundraising to send supplies to India. They've raised about $94,000 so far. That was Sam Turkin from WHRV reporting. The first regular walk-up vaccination clinic in Richmond opened yesterday at George Wythe High School. The South Richmond site is able to administer up to 400 doses of the one-shot Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Mayor LeVar Stoney says it's part of a larger effort to reach residents who are hesitant to get the vaccine or have had problems making an appointment. We have the, the supply available now so folks can now just arrive at certain sites and walk up and get vaccinated right there on the spot and that's exactly what we want. Local health officials will be giving shots to anyone over 18 every Wednesday at George Wythe. A new poll says Virginians describe themselves as slightly right of center when it comes to politics, but as Ben Pavia reports, it also finds bipartisan support for progressive ideas like the Green New Deal. Over three-quarters of Virginians polled by Christopher Newport University support Medicare for those who want it, an idea associated with Democrats. 
At the same time, CNU political scientist Rebecca Bromley Trujillo says the average Virginia voter described themselves as mildly conservative. And this usually is kind of based on broad values uh, like liberty or small government. Uh, but when you get into specific policy proposals, then you see more support for democratic policies. The poll found 69 percent of Virginians support higher taxes on those making over a million dollars. More than two-thirds of those polled support passing the Green New Deal, creating a legal pathway to citizenship for immigrants, and strengthening border security. Ben Pavier, VPM News. Institutions throughout the country are reckoning with their role in perpetuating racial inequality. In Richmond, that conversation includes state agencies like the Science Museum of Virginia and the Virginia Museum of Fine Arts. In the final installment of a three-part series, Yasmin Juma examines ways to transform the culture of these institutions, starting with their leadership. It's not easy to foster and maintain a truly inclusive institution. Take it from an African-American who used to run the American Civil War Museum. Diversity is a fairly easy thing to say. We have a diverse staff, and the majority of the people on your staff that are people of color are working in your housekeeping or some other area and not in your education. That's historian Christy Coleman. In early 2020, she became executive director of the Jamestown-Yorktown Foundation, the Williamsburg-based home of the Jamestown Settlement and American Revolution Museum. It's a state-funded nonprofit. Coleman's work to incorporate people from varied backgrounds and cultures into museum boards and leadership, including members of the state's legislative Black Caucus. At the Science Museum of Virginia, seven of the eight senior leaders are white. The one Black department head is the director of facilities, Its 15-member board of trustees includes four people of color. The leadership at another state agency, the Virginia Museum of Fine Arts, looks more like Richmond's population. People of color make up half of its management and about 40% of its board. Dr. Monroe Harris is the first African-American board president in the institution's 85-year history. The museum has a reputation for being somewhat, in prior years, Uh, what's the word I want, traditional, and in such a way that it may not be representative of everyone. And therefore, a lot of us, particularly people of color, didn't really feel comfortable going there. Harris said the museum has tried to achieve greater diversity in its leadership and to better include and welcome everyone. This has been a focus of its strategic planning since 2016, and a driver for discussion and decision-making at board meetings over the last five years. SMV, the Science Museum, has tried during non-pandemic times to welcome a broader range of visitors with programs like The Mix. That's a hands-on makerspace where teens can learn about design, computer science, multimedia production, and more. The museum and the Greater Richmond Transportation Center offer bus passes for participants. Director Rich Conti said that's not the only way the museum has reached out. We started a program that what we call Science Within Reach, and it was a program to allow us to frankly reach out to anybody that's not really a traditional museum goer, audiences that we really weren't serving to the extent that we felt we should. In three of SMV's annual reports since 2014, Science Within Reach appears to be the only program mentioned when addressing inclusion and access. In July of 2020, the museum added a new policy, effective through 2025, committing to diversity, equity, accessibility, and inclusion in the workplace. 
The Virginia Museum of Fine Arts prides itself on diverse leadership and bold gestures. Three blocks from the Confederate statues along Monument Avenue, the museum installed at its front entrance an equestrian sculpture of equal scale, featuring a dreadlocked black figure, Kehinda Wiley's Rumors of War. Even so, current and former art museum staff are raising concerns. They've organized a committee called VMFA Reform, and on social media, the groups reported low wages, discrimination based on race, and questionable acquisition practices. One example was the Congo Masks exhibit in 2018. When the VMFA's director announced plans for that show, he told the trustees the collection would complement and highlight plans to attract more visitors and members of color, particularly African Americans. Some observers saw problems with how the artifacts got there. The Belgian art historian who collected and curated the exhibit's masks and musical instruments was a friend of the museum director. The collector first visited the Central African territory from 1959 to 1960, during its last year as a Belgian colony. For decades, Belgians maimed and killed millions of people in the colony's rubber and ivory trades. In localities all over the country, the same people often sit on multiple organizations' boards. Some people in Richmond call this the Virginia way, a sort of guarantee to maintaining the social status quo. Gosh, you know, Richmond is a big, small town. VMFA Board of Trustees President Dr. Harris talked with me about what it would take to change that. I think the way that we can disrupt it is to provide opportunities for leadership, just as I was provided an opportunity for leadership here. We have to make a conscious effort to make sure that we provide opportunities for not just a few, but expand that circle to include some people that may not ordinarily have been even thought of in the past. Richmond has grappled with echoes of its Confederate heritage for years. A 2019 blackface photo scandal embarrassed Attorney General Mark Herring and Governor Ralph Northam. After that, Northam appointed the first cabinet-level diversity, equity, and inclusion officer in the U.S., Janice Underwood. Her job is to build a framework for the One Virginia plan to ensure state agencies represent, welcome, and facilitate access for the people they serve. During a Martin Luther King Jr. Day conference on Zoom, she described the scope of that task. You can't change what you don't measure, and you can't measure that which you don't acknowledge. In recent decades, museums in and beyond Richmond have faced calls to change the ways they represent different races and ethnicities within their operations and to the public. In 2021, movement toward those efforts remains slow. Yasmin Jama, VPM News. Cheryl Duvall and Helen Barrington edited this series for radio. Our digital news editor is David Strever. You can find all three installments and additional information, including insight into Yasmin's reporting process, at inclusion.vpm.org. This is VPM News. This newscast was recorded on... Wednesday, May 5th at 6 p.m. Some of these stories may have changed from the time you've heard them. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM.
WBPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.